And with that, I invite you to stand as you are able. As we come to God's Word, we always ask you to stand in churches at different times. Sometimes it's to gain energy and excitement for God. In these times when we hear God's Word, it's to honor God and to say, you are so important. We're going to stand for you, God, and listen to your promise for us. Now, I keep reminding us, there are four accounts of Jesus' life. And before I do that, of course, there's Kids Connect going on. So um, preschool students, if you're part of Kids Connect, you can go um, off with Kalisha. I knew that. But in this uh, account of, of Jesus' life, we're, we're in the Gospel of Matthew. And Jesus has had three years of public ministry where Jesus has done miracles. He's taught and spoken. And he has also talked about this really hard thing with his disciples. He said he has to suffer and he has to die. And so now this is about to happen and he knows it. He's entering the city of Jerusalem. This is, this is the capital for God's people. So it's in Matthew chapter 21. So when they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them. And he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of Jesus and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the gospel of the Lord Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, over the last few days, can you believe that it's spring and summer and fall and winter, all in the span of just a few days. Yes, North Dakota, we rock, don't we? I love the like first few days of every season. I just don't love it when it's all in the same day. That is not cool. And yet, uh, I think being in North Dakota is a gift for a number of reasons. You know, while we do have our, our uh, struggles with the weather sometimes and with flooding, you know, there's some things we never have to face. Um, first of all, I'm thankful for this weather, and you should be too, to tell you the truth. And do you know why? The state bird hasn't shown up yet. Mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, they'll be here tomorrow. It's cool. But honestly, in North Dakota, I think we do have the gift that we don't face what some people face in other parts of the world, right? For example, we... 
I've never been through an earthquake. Have you? Sure, we've had flooding. We've had maybe tornadoes and other things, big storms, but not that. But others have. I'm going to tell you the story about a man by the name of Ben Larson. Ben Larson and his wife, Renee. Um, ben and Renee um, were in seminary. That's the school that go, that where we become pastors. It's a master's level. And uh, they, they were on a mission trip um, to Haiti nine years ago. And Ben and Renee, um, they were... They had been serving in the morning, and they had lunch, and then they went back to the building they were staying in, and they were, they were just hanging out, resting. It was Haiti, nine years ago. And the earthquake hit. I can't imagine what that's like. As Renee later accounted, they were on, they were on the, the second floor. And so... The ground started shaking. They didn't know what to do. You know, they're, they're from this area. And so they tried to find a safe spot, and they were kind of separated. And she could see Ben off, off just a little ways away. And she thought, he's in a safe place. She's, he's right by the column, and she was so grateful. And she was trying to find a spot for her. And that's when, that's when the roof started collapsing. And she watched the ceiling hit him, and she then all at once there was debris, and now the, the ceiling was falling on her. I can't imagine this. Can you? You think everything's stable. Everything's perfect. You have a good foundation. And then something like a quake happens. Now, Ben was a singer. So as the rubble cleared, she realized she was okay. And she started calling out for her husband, Ben! Ben! Just frantically. And she couldn't, I mean, there was so much dust and she couldn't really see. And other people that had been on the floor, she just, Ben! And she saw a, 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 this dark hole and that's where he'd kind of been. She stuck her head in there. And Ben was this amazing, gifted singer. And she actually heard his voice. And Ben was singing hymns. And he was singing hymn after hymn and he was making up the words when he didn't know them. And she called out, Ben! And he, he never answered. Then the last song she heard from him was this one. In, in God's peace, we pray. It'll come up at some point, I think. And then she, then she didn't hear him anymore. What do you do when an earthquake happens? When it turns everything over when the earth starts shaking what do you do when you lose someone you love because of it that was the last time she saw her husband well Ben chose in those moments to sing those last words God's peace to us we pray I love that that's the last thing she heard from him I've never been through an earthquake Oh, but I, I have. And you have too. You feel like everything's stable, everything's good, you're on good footing. Then they tell you, this marriage is over. You feel like everything's great and everything's good, and then 
you get the call, dad's in the hospital. I don't think he's going to make it. You feel like everything's good, everything's great. And then you get that bill that you were, you were not counting on. And all at once, everything's shaken. Everything's changed. I don't know if you caught this, and I know you didn't, but in the account of Jesus coming into Jerusalem, it's this crazy thing. In, in the scripture, he comes in on, did you catch this? What did he come in riding on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A donkey would not shut up. Okay. It, wa- it wasn't this, though. Actually, this wasn't what it was. He was riding a donkey, yes, but why would a king ride a donkey instead of a war horse? Why would he? Because they have chargers, right? And they know this is the Messiah. I mean, this has been the promised one. He was going to lead God's people out of the thing that had oppressed them, that had shaken up all of their lives. Why would he ride a donkey? Well, actually, the Gospel writer tells us this. And it's not just a donkey. Did you catch that? The donkey and the foal of a donkey, a, a, a smaller one. He was riding both. And as God's people saw this, they realized this is what the prophet Zechariah had promised years ago. And so now you know, now you understand why when they just see him, all at once they start throwing palms down. All at once they can't stop shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest! Because they realize their king is here, but he's riding, he's riding a donkey and a foal. Well, that's because kings, when it was coming into peace, they didn't ride their war horse. No, King Solomon, he rode a donkey. So now they know their, their king's coming, and he's coming to give us peace. But it comes in a weird way. You see, you might have missed it, but an earthquake happens. Let's look at that scripture again. This is powerful. And go to the next. Okay. The crowd, oh, when he, verse 10, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil. And actually, the word for this isn't turmoil. They weren't just like, oh, I'm kind of perplexed about this. No, what had happened was an earthquake. And it's a certain word called seismos. Now, seismos in Greek, that's Jesus' language, the language of the people of that day. Seismos, it sounds like something that you might recognize, seismic. And so the gospel writer, in very clear ways, in this account, he talks about seismos happening. Once it's while Jesus and the disciples are on a lake, and they're just sailing, and Jesus falls asleep. And all at once, what are we told? Seismos happens. A storm and a shaking happens. They are thrown in disarray and these seasoned fishermen are freaking out because their lives are on the line. And Jesus, their Hosanna, with a word, stills the shaking. Now today, as he enters Jerusalem, seismos happens. A quaking happens. And their lives are shaken. 
Their lives will never be the same. Their lives are turned upside down. And I wonder if that's how we're marked today through this cross. Now at Living Waters, we've given people nails during this church season of Lent. Today, if you have your nail, I'd love for you to take that out right now and feel that. If you don't have one, we have extra nails. We'd love for you to take that with you. We want you during, especially leading up to Easter, to feel how you're marked. Today, I think we're marked. We're marked to be shaken. We're marked in the times that we don't know which end is up. We're marked in those times that we don't know we don't know what's next. We're marked in the times that everything is in disarray and even especially in the darkest times. Because in seismos, that's when Jesus shows up. There's one more time that the Gospel writer talks about this seismos. And it's when Jesus is on the cross. And he says, just as he breathes his last, seismos happens. The earth shakes. And the king is now fulfilling what he promised. And I think the promise is that you and me, our lives have to be turned upside down. That's how we're marked with this cross. Because the king marks you to make him the priority in the times that nothing else makes sense. To know that God is with you, just wanting, waiting to enter your life and to know that he's your king. And that he's going to take that cross for you. So feel that nail. Feel how he marked himself on that cross. And now your lives have to be shaken, not stirred. No way. We're not going to James Bond this. We're going to get shaken. And now we have to be turned around completely. Because we're marked. We're going to go out and now we're going to say, yep, Things are not always stable. They're not always going to be consistent. We are going to be turned upside down. And maybe God is going to show up in your life in that moment. He will show up. And when seismos happens in your life, God is waiting. And what he wants is your life to be a song now. And the song is just as Ben sang it, God's peace. God's peace to us, we pray. God's peace. It doesn't mean everything's calm. Mm, no, far from it. No, it means that when seismos, when your foundation is shaken, God is saying, I, I'm with you. I love you. And I'm your king. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much on this Palm Sunday. Just to realize that you come to us just as you did to the people that day. So God, when things shake us, when life turns everything upside down, when we lose things we couldn't imagine, help us to go and trust an honest faith to realize you as our Hosanna, as our King, are leading us to your peace. So shake everything up today. Turn everything upside down. Please, God, help us. Help us to be uncomfortable. Help us to realize that we don't have to have any other foundation than your foundation, than you as the king, than you as the one who came on that cross to reshape everything, to mark us with your love. So shake us, God, today. And all God's people said, Amen.